Welcome back to Thirsty, the podcast. All summer long, we've been taking a look back at past dates and relationships with the benefit of hindsight. Been a lot of fun, but I'm a little embarrassed of myself. We are definitely making fun of ourselves for our listeners' amusement. To quote Taylor Swift, we're the problem. It's us. Today, we're bringing back Sean the Smoke Show, a whirlwind romance from my past that we originally published on February 21st, 2022. This story actually isn't from dark days, more like twilight days, because Sean marked a turning point in me making better dating choices. Take a listen to this romantic page turner, then stick around for a brand new discussion after the episode. This is Second Chance Summer from Thirsty the Podcast. Have you dated someone who was exactly what you had been looking for in so many ways? Where no matter how much time you spent with them and never felt like enough, Maybe you connected on an intellectual, emotional, and physical level. Maybe they inspired you to be better in all ways. Maybe in spite of that, you knew it wasn't going to work out. Not really. This is Thirsty the Podcast, Sean the Smoke Show. Okay, so this week we're going to do a dating story. So I took a long break. This is Heather. I took a long break from dating this fall. I had somehow I had hot girl summer, which was totally by accident. Um, <laughs> as I mentioned before, I kind of changed the way I dated, you know, and, you know, starting spring of 2020, I was kind of done. Most people go crazy after they leave their marriage. And I wouldn't say I ever, I ever went like totally wild, but like I was dating in a very superficial way, I think for a solid year. And then, um, as I've talked about before, I met Paul Peach. Um, who was such a, a sweetheart and he was so real and genuine. And I realized that's really what I wanted to get back to. I wanted to get back to meeting people I thought were interesting, actually getting to know them, taking that time instead of going on like two or three dates a week. What if I only go on like one or two dates a month? What if I only date one person at a time? If I meet someone I like, so totally changed the way I dated and what is really ironic to me is somehow I ended up dating more people <laughs> over, <laughs> over the summer. Like it got a little bit uh, out of control. Like I think I had like back to back to back, like month love affairs or whatever um, that didn't last, obviously. But at the end of summer, I was like, wow, I'm like, I think I need a break from dating. Like dating's exhausting. Like the swiping left, swiping right, getting to know people. This is what I'm about. This is what I'm looking for. What are you about? Are you going to be nice to me? Are you going to be interesting? How are you going to act? How am I going to act? It's just like exhausting. It's a lot uh, of telling the same stories constantly where it just, and if you're dating too many people close together, you also start to wonder like, have I told you this before? And you kind of lose track of what you've been talking about. Um, it's just too much. Yeah. And I became that person. I became that person I hate. Who's like, what have I talked to this person about? I sometimes, there were a couple of times I mixed people up. I became that total jerk. I became that person. <laughs> Need a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I even remember like... <laughs> Laura and I went out to dinner. Well, and I had already like kind of been letting it go. Like there are a few people I've been talking to, but I didn't even meet them in person. Like I just stopped dating. I just stopped dating. And Laura and I actually went out to dinner and I was like, you know, this is not fun. It's just not fun. I don't want to do it. And I have one rule about dating. And that is if it's not making me happy, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing anything I don't want to do. Um, which has been a really good rule to follow. I will say it applies to almost everything. If I don't want to do it, I don't do it. I want to, then I do. And I think that's a good rule of thumb for most things. And dating was not fun. 
it just, I was tired of it. I was tired of it. Um, I just wanted to focus on other things. I felt like I'd met plenty of men, made plenty of connections. I have plenty of friends. My life is good. Um, and I have some other stuff going on in my life that I just need to focus on that. So I was like, dating doesn't fit right now. And also I didn't feel like I'm ready to be a good partner. So I just need to take a break. So I did, I did for several months. Um, However, on a particular, at a particular point, I was like, I think I'm ready to go back in there and date a little bit care- carefully. I think I took three months off, September, October, November of 2021. I took that mostly off. So I got back up on the apps and within two days, I matched with someone that I actually had matched with before. His name was Sean. And I think the first thing I have to say about this is the most superficial thing I can say about this. He is a total, total 10 out of 10 out of 10 smoke show. (laughs) I'm going to say it right now. I think he's the hottest person I have ever dated in my life. Laura can attest. Yeah, no, he's, he said, he said, good looking man. I will agree with that. (laughs) We we talked about before how uh, Lenny, the liar was a smoke show. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> not compared to Sean, the smoke show who I just couldn't even believe it, like out of my league. So incredibly attractive. Um, if you're my friend, I'll send you a picture. So cute. <laughs> but anyway, what was funny about this is that he, um, actually I matched with him back in August when I was going through hot girl summer and Laura and I always tell each other who we're going out with, because we don't want to accidentally have a crossover episode. And she, but she beat me to the punch. She had, you had already mashed with Sean and I was so mad. Cause I really, I was like, <laughs> but he's my type. He's my type. He's tall. He's tall, dark and handsome. Got a big beard, very like, you know, thoughtful. I was like, that's my kind of guy. And, and Laura was like, nope, I'm going to take him. And he was friendly and nice. Um, but we never made it past messaging. So all completely innocent, but I, Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I probably just would have fallen over if I'd gone out with him anyway. So it would have been fine. But yes, we, we, it was appropriate and fine for you to go out with him because he and I just sent some nice messages about like crossword puzzles and tattoos. Yeah. Sounds very innocent. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing I really liked about him. He's so weird. Mm-hmm. Such a total weirdo. Loves bird watching, loves puzzles is so into music. Like he, he, like he, he used to study and report on, on music. So like, he knows all about the history of it. So smart. He's lived all over the world. I mean, please like this, this guy was so attractive, so attractive in every way, shape and form. I was just about to fall over. I really was actually mad when you matched with him back in the summer. I was like, (laughs) I was really actually mad, Um, but I didn't show it. I was like, well, fair is fair. You started talking to him first. So fine. You can have him. We're like doling (laughs) out the men here. (laughs) But anyway, I remember I matched with him again when I got back on the apps and I was so happy about it. And you actually, because by this point you were dating the person you're dating now. So you're like, I'm out, I'm out of the game. Um, but you told me, you said, you know, I really enjoyed talking to him. He's really nice. He talks like a normal person. Like that's the thing about the apps is so many people like banter and make these funny little jokes, which I hate. Like, I hate, like, let's just talk like normal people. Let's get to know each other. Actually. Like, I I don't need to do this like peacock dance, you know? And I noticed that right away. Like he was asking me real questions. He could not have been nicer. Um, he was coming after me, which that's always nice. Um, he was, it, it was clear that he was actually really interested in me and I was interested in getting to know him. He stood out. 
he's different. Like, mm-hmm. I think you can tell even from just like looking at his profile, he stands out um, I mean, from a lot of people. You can tell just from how he messages because again, like they were like complete sentences, full paragraphs. You would sign his name at the end. Like it was like, like it was just so sweet and nice and normal. And again, everything were like fun, you know, different interests. And actually he was probably the only person I've one of the only people that I've matched with that when I've told him where I live, which tends to be kind of like a bougier area, he's like, that's so nice that you have a house there. Not like, usually I would get jokes or some snide comments or things like that about where I lived. And he was just so genuine and nice. He's like, that's so great. It's so pretty up there. I like going up. There. Like it was just, he's just nice. He's a nice person. Yeah. I mean, he stands out. Things he wrote were so interesting. Um, I knew he would be someone that I'd be into and he's, he's different. He's different from so many other people on the app. So I was really excited to get to know him. I was excited. He wanted to get to know me. It was like one of those matches where I was like, yes, so excited. Um, and he was so much clearly, uh, more interesting than everybody else I had matched with. So that was really exciting. Can you tell I was excited? I was excited. <laughs> I remember Laura and I were actually on our Thanksgiving getaway when Sean and I started talking. Yes. We we kept doing little updates. I was like, he sent me a message. Oh, look at this. Isn't he cute? (laughs) Back and forth. And Laura was like, you need to go out with him. You really do. Like Laura was like pushing me. She was very pro Sean. And let's talk about the most important way that he was different. Where did he live? Laura and I have switched places. He lived one mile away from me. Yes. Walkable. I could walk there. The dream right there. Unless it goes bad. If it. It, if it goes bad, then I guess that's not really the dream because yeah. you live right by them. But if things go well, super convenient and great. Yeah. I could not, I've never done that before ever. Like I said, in the past, anyone that got past two dates with me, bare minimum 45 minutes. And most of the time they're like an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. That's how like dumb I am about who I date and who I connect with. Like, I just know they're going to be a road trip away. And I live in the city. I live in Chicago. There should be people that I connect to that I have fun with that are awesome people, but no, I've got to go to like Missouri or, you know, tri-state area to like (laughs) find somebody apparently. Um, but yeah, then we, I saw that he only lived a mile away and I was like, what is this? What is this golden, amazing man who's been delivered to my doorstep here? (laughs) It's like, wow, this is like kismet or something. Or that's how I felt, but I was all in on this guy for all reasons. On oh, the other thing, though, he's not a dad, does not have mm-hmm. kids. Laura and I legit switched places. Yes. You know, Laura always wants someone who lives logistically, like that makes you more attractive if you live closer to her, mm-hmm. you know, and like the logistics are easy, which is funny that that's not your life now. Now she's dating no. someone who is a parent doesn't live close and it's awesome outside yes. comfort zone for me logistics are more planned out though <laughs> I know but I will say it was real I saw that he lived only a mile away um he was always available well not always I mean he's a super busy guy but like he didn't have like the parenting part of it that's just not flexible you know and that part's tough um but Laura and I switched places yeah lived real close like there were times I could like like one time I dropped cookies off at his house um and I just do that it was so easy just like do a drive-by real quick. So that was awesome. Okay. So anyway, back in the truck up. So we talked a little bit on apps. We'd only, you know, we'd matched in the summer, exchanged a couple messages until I found out Laura had snatched him, you know, when I had to like peel off. But the second time we matched, we only talked for a couple days. Um, but I was back in town after Thanksgiving 
And I just asked him, I said, you know, I'd love to go get a drink if you're, if you happen to be free. I know it's late notice. He was like, well, we're practically neighbors. We should go. Let's go get a drink. And so we met at this place that's near both of our houses and it became our spot right away. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I was just so comfortable with him from the jump, like from messaging. It was like talking to someone I was just so comfortable with right away in a way that is not normal for me or doesn't happen often. I felt very, um, I don't know how to explain it. He, I mean, you know, you talk to him. It's just like how he is. He's so Mm -hmm. like open and easy and there's no, um, He's very hilarious, but like, he's just the nicest. He's the nicest yeah. person. Um, but anyway, we met at this place for a drink and it became our spot immediately. Um, so we met at this bar. We hung out until 3 a.m. on our first date. I don't even know if we ate food. I think we just like <laughs> had beers and we weren't, we did not get super drunk. And I know that sounds like we did, but we didn't. Um, but we hung out till 3 a.m. It was one of those things where I was like, Oh my God. I'm so into you. We hung out, uh, so late and in Chicago this time of year, that's like not a good idea because all the bars were shut down by two. And it was kind of funny at a certain point, we went to this frozen park because everything's closed as it should be <laughs> at that time of night. And I didn't want to go home. He didn't want to go home. I even like gave him out. I was like, well, you know, we can hang out on another night. Like we don't have to get it all out of the way tonight. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I don't want to go home. Why are you trying to get me to go home? I don't want to go home. And I was like, okay, let's go sit in the park. And so we went <laughs> and sat in the park and pretended not to freeze our booties off. I'm um, just hanging out and talking. And what's funny, no shenanigans. There were no, this, I'm not saying that like we, it was like some sort of physical thing. I just wanted to hang out with them and mm-hmm. get to know them better. And we were having such a good time. It was kind of funny us getting uh, our connection was so obvious to everyone at the bar that he got up to, to go use the, the men's room at a certain point, the bartenders ran over to me to interrogate <laughs> me while he was in the bathroom. Like, so what do you think? I think he's so great. Like they've been hearing about all the things he have been talking about. I was like, you guys, you're just hitting it off. I think you guys should go on a date. He seems so awesome. <laughs> what do you think? What do you want to do? It was hilarious. And apparently they did the same thing to him. <laughs> we compared notes. They did the same thing to him whenever I went to the bathroom. <laughs> Another point. So the bartenders here are very pro me and Sean, um, which I just find hilarious. Um, so anyway, got home 3am and I just sent him an, I did kiss him because I was like, you're not leaving here without kissing me because like, it was so like, wow, this is like that's love pretty intense. level. That's an intense first date. Like it would be odd for her not to end with something. Yeah. Well, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I think we've all been on dates where it's like the sexual energy is really strong. It wasn't that this was like a, wow, I'm like my like soul is into you. Like <laughs> that's what I know. It sounds so dumb and everyone's going to laugh at me. If he ever listens to this, he's going to barf all over his face. But <laughs> I mean, that's what it felt like to me. Like, you know, what struck me immediately? He's so open. Like I could talk to him about anything. His emotions were open, you know, like mm-hmm. it, that. And that's so rare. Like, I just felt like I was actually getting to know him, you know? And it, so that was just, and we just clicked. There was just a very clear click very clear vibe. We had a great time, but I did send him a note three, you know, as soon as I walked in my door, I was like, I had a really great time. I hope you did too. He wrote me back right away. We didn't even have each other's phone numbers yet. We were still on the app. He's like, here's my phone number. Text me. (laughs) I was like, okay. So I did. And the next day he was like, do you want to go for a walk? It's like, yes, I do. Um, and we went out, we just went for a walk for a bit. We talked for like an hour and a half, just circling and circling, you know, this park that's near our houses. Cause we live next to the same park. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and then that's just like how it got started. We just started texting every day. Um, he has a really, he has a really busy career. I'm a parent as well as a career. So scheduling, we did have to kind of like work that out, but I would see him once or twice a week in the middle of the week. Something that's funny is he always goes to bed early, like 8 PM and I'm a night owl. So there'd be a lot of times where (laughs) he would go to bed and I would like be texting him for four more hours. And he'd be like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but anyway, we just started going. It, it, I was so, so into him. It felt so many things about it were so nice. You know, one of them being, I did not feel like I was being put at arm's length, which I've been in relationships, like full relationships in the dating department where I dated people for months at a time. And I felt like they were still putting me at arm's length, being careful, not getting too close to me. Um, and that's not how it was with him. It's not that we were pushing anything or forcing anything. It was, he was just like, I want to see you. And then we did you know, and, and it was just so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, such a good person. And for me, what was interesting is it didn't matter how much time I spent with him. It wasn't enough. It really wasn't, which I think that's also rare. Like most people I'm like, Oh, this was fun. I'm going to go home I mean, and I'm happy to see you again, but I'm done for today. <laughs> I've gotten my fill. And that's not how I felt about him. Like I would be happy to see him. There were a few times we only, we couldn't work it out to actually go on a date, but like, I just wanted to see him. And cause he lives so close, just a little drive by, you know, drop off some cookies or say hi. Um, and that was really easy. So yeah, easy, convenient, close to your home. <laughs> That's a novel idea. They live close to you. I know. <laughs> now I'm like drunk with drunk with location. You know, now like I match with people that live 20 miles away. I'm like, oh, I'm going yeah. backwards. See, see, you spent an entire season making fun of me and how I date. However, I know, it I know. Just is so much easier. I know. So it was amazing. I'm not gonna lie. One thing I do want to bring up here is that something that when I date. This is something I personally, I think about my dream is to meet somebody that I admire, that I respect, that I want to be more like, you know, that I feel like is like inspiring me. And I'm sorry, I use the word like so much. I'm trying, I'm working on that, but someone who, um, I want to be more like them, that I really admire them, that there are things about them that I feel like, um, just inspire me, you know, to be a better person. Um, not that I'm a bad person, but I just like, I, I want to have those feelings about the person I'm dating. Like there've been times I've heard girlfriends talk about their boyfriend, like, oh, he's so sweet. He's just so wonderful. And I have this bad habit. A lot of the men I've dated are not nice. Like I, I'm just going to be straight with that. There've been several, like we have a lot of fun. Like we have so much fun. We're such good friends, but I would not say that they're super sweet and nice to me, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's something I really want to change. Other thing I really want, um, is someone that has like a wild spirit and I don't mean wild, like outgoing crazy. I mean, like open, open to new thoughts, open to new ideas, who really loves and embraces life. Um, who's not afraid of change. Who's open to trying new things. And that was him to a T. He was this wild, open spirit that matched really well with mine. Um, while having a really great sense of boundaries and like lives his life in a really great way. So it was just like pretty much everything I could want right there. Mm -hmm. We had similar values. Um, and I would actually say he's, he's out of my league in a lot of ways. We had similar values. I would say his values are even better than mine. (laughs) Um, you know, his, his career, his life is devoted to making positive difference. Um, you know, he's very much experiences over things. Another thing I liked about him, sometimes I find myself going out with dates and it's always by accident because I try to weed this out. I am not materialistic and I'm not really ever going to vibe with someone who wants, who has expensive things and and like, that's what they care about. 
um, I really connected with him because he legit doesn't care about that stuff either. So both of us were very focused on like, what are fun things we can do? What it, it was all about the experience. It was not about material stuff. Um, and he was also super empathetic and kind. Like I would say out of most people I've dated, he's really high on that range. Very empathetic, very willing to talk about his own feelings, which, wow, when does that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and just so kind. Um while also being very hilarious all at the same time. I had no qualms about, there was none of this like, oh, should I text him? Should I, there was none of that. Um, he just could not be nicer and more open. Um, you know, and yeah, he just it's, got it. It's so refreshing when you meet somebody who is, you know, approaching dating in that way, because it does make it so much more comfortable. And you can definitely sense that level of openness. Like you can feel it with how they interact with you. Um, and it just makes it so much easier because there aren't these games or you're not trying to be this, like your date self on a date. You're just being yourself, which is very different. But a lot of people, they are very different when you first start dating them and it's hard to kind of cut through, you know, to get to who the real person is. I thought it was interesting. It made me feel comfortable being open. Like I I was more open with him than I've been with anybody else. Like I was very like, I want to see you like expressing my feelings, which that's hard for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to just say, that's one of the things I'm working on. I play it safe. I'm not necessarily going to tell someone how I feel because, oh no, what if they don't feel the same way? Um, And I don't think that's healthy. Like if I, if I'm into you, if I have feelings for you, I should tell you. And, and I'm not saying like after two weeks, I mean like legit, like if you're into someone, it's like that little kid elementary school game of, you know, the, the whole joke about like being mean to each other, pulling each other's hair in the playground. Oh, that means they like you. Um, and I think sometimes that happens as grownups too. Like we, we pretend we're not into the person we're into. And I just didn't is, have any of that with him. This is where I get so stuck with dating too. Cause I'm like, well, the whole point of this is for us to like each other, but then you get so like skittish on like being able to express that. But like, isn't that why we're all here? Isn't this yeah. the point is to develop like real feelings and a real connection in a healthy way. Like, I'm not an, I love you after a week of dating, but like Mm -hmm. in a healthy, connected, positive way, like that's why we're all, not everybody, obviously not everybody's out there doing that. That's why we're doing that and dating. And I assume that we are going out with people who also are similar to wanting to do that, but then it can make you, you know, again, if that person that you're seeing is more closed off or is playing some more games, or if there's other stuff happening there, And it makes you so uncomfortable to like be real, but like, that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm dating is to be real and to connect with somebody. I remember when I was dating Rowdy Ryan, there was a certain point and this was after months. I think this was totally appropriate timing. Um, He broke up with me because he, he was like, it's clear you have feelings for me. Like that's a bad thing after months. And I, and, and there was no, like, I love you happening. It was like, just, oh, I missed you. Like that simple was like eject, abort, abort. No. You know? And so I don't, yeah. So it was just so nice to be in a situation where it's like, I like you. That's why I want to spend time with you. You're so cute. You're so attractive. You're so fun. You're, you know, like all, you're such a good person. All of those things. Like there was no holding things back. You know, I, for me, like, I don't know. It was just really great to have that kind of experience. Um, 
The other thing that I, that really stood out to him that made him different from most men. And Lauren, and I have talked about this a bit and I don't think we're special. This is most women. We can only speak for ourselves, but a lot of women, um, we get objectified or we end up, you know, it's just a, a fact that there's a certain level that, you know, cis heterosexual men are just not going to understand what it is to be a woman out in the world. Most women are, have been, you know, we get cat called, we get, you know, there's sexism, there's assault, there's all kinds of things. And that's just part of being a woman in this world. Um, and most men don't get it. You know why Sean stood out? He is clearly like in his life, very aware of those things. And he actually has taken on his own emotional labor to learn more about those things. I didn't have to teach him anything. He <laughs> never, like, it was down to even things like something I hate personally is that there, and I, it's not enough that I would ever correct someone. Cause I think they'd look at me like I was nuts, but men that call women girls, yeah. I went out with this girl and you know, she was like 44. It's like, no, she <laughs> is a woman. She's a woman. Um, you know, and he, he got it. He got it in all those ways. He never, he always called, <laughs> called women. Um, he was very like, if he had an opinion that had something to do with like, a woman's experience. He was like, well, this is what I see. I mean, I, and he was very like, I know that I don't live it. So there's only so much I know. I didn't have to say anything. He already knew. He already understood like where his, um, boundaries began and end or his understanding began and, and ended. Um, and I know this sounds so funny, but like I noticed it and I appreciated it because what I noticed is that other times when I'm dating someone, that's like some of my time, that's some of my labor, that's some of my emotional labor, like dealing with men who maybe haven't done that. And, and it's normal. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it was nice to date yeah. someone that got it. And I didn't have to take that on. And honestly, we could just hang. Yeah. The person I'm dating is similar in that way where he's actually given feedback about like potential topics for podcast episodes based on stuff he and I have talked about. And then it's followed up with, if you and Heather think that's a good idea, or maybe like you want to workshop it, or if not like total, like, you know, making sure it was very clear that like, just throwing it out there, but you guys are in control of what you're doing and what your messaging is and all of that. But as we both know, we have had many men give us unsolicited feedback about the podcast in ways that were not asked for or appropriate or warranted. Um, and so it is nice to see the men who are self-aware enough to like, understand where they fit in the grand scheme of like, I wouldn't come in and tell you how to do your job. Don't come in and tell me how to do my job type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's really kind of great. Um, all right. So that went on for a couple of months. Um, totally into him, but like, I just knew also some of the things we talked about that are different for me. I also knew we're probably going to mean we weren't going to be together for along. Like I, I didn't even know that we would get to a relationship stage. It kind of felt like this is probably just going to be like, you know, not love affair is not exactly the right word, but it felt like one. It felt like that whirlwind, you know, passionate thing. Um, that was so fun because our dates were marathons. Like we used to joke at a certain point, he said, I can't hang out with you during the week anymore because it ruins my life. <laughs> because <laughs> he has to get up at 5 a.m. He usually goes to bed at eight and he gets up at five and I would keep him out until like two in the morning. He's like dying. I'm absolutely dying. Um, even on the weekends, he was like, we have to go out on Friday so that I have enough time to get it together before I go back to work, um, which I just thought was hilarious. Um, so we had a joke. I was his life ruiner. Um, but I did have this feeling that like, I think at heart, we're probably not 
totally compatible, even though we have this really deep, like immediate, fun, emotional connection. The makeouts were great. You know, like the whole, the whole thing was great. Um, but I knew that there were some compatibility issues. You know, one of them are that just from fact, not because of how he was or how I am, but we're just in certain important ways different. And also there's things we're working on. He had gotten out of a long-term relationship not too long ago and I'm getting a divorce. That takes a long time to recover from. And I think both those things were evident in that we're both taking things slowly. Um, you know, for me, I want, he's very laid back. He's kind of a hippie you know, in every sense of the word, just hippie, hippie. Um, and he's so laid back and I actually wanted to be more like him in that way. Cause I'm, I call myself a recovering type a, he's very chill about things, spontaneous, not necessarily a super planner. Um, but that only works for a degree. Like, you know, I have a parenting plan is inflexible. I have a very limited amount of free time. Uh, where I don't have kids or I don't have something else going on. And so I really have to plan and schedule things. I can't do this fly by the seat of my pants thing. That just does not work for me. So like, if you want to go on a date with me, I need to know ahead of time. Um, otherwise I'm going to make plans. Excuse me. I'm going to make plans with someone else. Um, I also, in terms of what I want, and this is where we're starting to get into territory of where I have issues that I'm working on. I am still in a place where I want someone to, to pursue me in a particular way. I'm not at a point where I feel comfortable going whole hog pursuing someone. Um, and I'm still kind of working through what that means, what part of that's healthy or not. I know that I still coming off of a divorce and this has nothing to do with my ex-spouse. It's just, I think normal coming off a divorce, you have these insecurity issues, you're just uncertain, you're anxious about things. And so you need more validation, you need more attention, you need more, or you think you do, um, than maybe you would when you're totally healthy and I'm not all the way there. So I needed someone that was going to be kind of after me. And while we were in direct communication, he also would be totally fine. Just being chill for a few days you know, and then I'd be like all anxious, like what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, by the time we got to two months, cause at that point things were starting to cool off and it's like, well, we're not seeing each other, you know, a bunch of times and all over, you know, cause you can't keep that up forever. So one day I was really sad. So I called it off at a certain point and he let me, he did. He let me, Yeah, you know, because, and that made me really sad because I was just like, I'm just not sure if this feels the way it did a couple months ago was how I put it. I said, I'm just not sure it feels like it did. I said, I think you're great. It's not that you're doing anything wrong, but I just, I, I don't feel certain that you're as into me as you were a couple months ago. You know, and he said, you know, if I'm being honest, I'm just getting back to dating. He said, and I, I just, I don't know if I'm ready to get into a relationship yet. Now, whenever someone says that to me, Sometimes it means they're not into you. Sometimes it means they're actually not ready for a relationship. I don't know which it is. I'm not going to spend my wheels trying to figure it out, but he's right. And really, I'm not either. I'm not ready for a big relationship either. So we kind of just had to let it be what it was, which was really amazing. And I'm so glad I met him, but it just got to a point where it's like, I don't think we can go any further because going further is not right for us, whether it's the two of us together or where we're at individually or combination of all of it. Um, But, uh, you know, and since then I have gone on a few other dates with a few other men, but I'll be honest, it hasn't been the same. It is just not on the same level. You know, now that I have, he, I'm going to say right now, he's probably the first person I've dated in over 10 years where I felt like that. 
Like I was just so attracted to him. So attracted to him. And not just because he's a smoke show. Yeah, but like is. who he was. Yeah. Yeah. I was so comfortable with him. Um, so now that I've had that, now that I've dated someone who I'm just a hundred percent into, it's actually encouraged me to like not settle even more. And I have had a few other situations lately where I've just been like, this is not cool. We're not going to talk anymore. I'm not going to go on any more dates with you. Cause it's just like, this is a, this is not at all what I want now that I know what it could be. Um, yeah. yeah what do you, what do you think that taught you about dating in general? Cause again, this was a big shift from, I feel like how you'd been dating for most of 2021, if I can be so bold to say, like this yeah. was a very no, I different, I think I, to, from where I sit, it was probably the most real thing that you had over the course of the year. Um, so how do you think that's shifted your, you know, how you'll date moving forward? I think it's the most real thing I've had since I left my marriage. Cause it was, it was, it was real all the way through. It was so different from the rest. I 100% wanted him that whole thing. If it didn't matter how long we hung out and we had marathon dates until like both of us were dying. We were so tired. Um, it didn't matter how long we hung out. I wanted more. And it didn't matter if we had hung out a few days ago, I wanted to see him again. Um, I was excited to see him. Um, which I'm just not like that most of the time, but that's how I felt about him. It reminded me what it felt like just to want that person in a Mm -hmm. real way and pursuit of real love of a real thing. Um, it was really, a love feels like not exactly the right word because we only dated two months like that. That's, that's not the right word here, but it was a dating affair, a passionate affair. (laughs) I, you know, whatever you want to call a whirlwind, it was a whirlwind affair and it was really good for me. Um, we did go for round two for just for a minute because you know I missed him so I texted him he's like let's go get a drink and we did of course hung out like till really late um you know but it fizzled out like I I love to break up with people twice (laughs) is how that goes um but yeah I mean it makes me a little bit sad but also it was a lot of fun and it it just was not in the end like it's not going to be a real relationship but it was definitely I would say out of 2021 the most real um, experience I had had after this hot girl summer I had, <laughs> we were making jokes about how I needed to have my dating license revoked. Cause I was just like out of control. <laughs> it was by accident, but I was definitely out of control. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is also a good example where really nobody did anything wrong. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how it ended was from my understanding, you know, no hard feelings. Nobody did anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. I think it was so much just like really different, like personality traits and styles where, you know, I think Heather, you and I are more similar that like, we sometimes need a little bit more and we're not so laid back And to be with someone who's super, super laid back is hard because it is just a very different approach to life and everything. Like I'm a planner and I'm like, I mean, Sean and I would have not made it past a single date probably because he would have been way too laid back for me because I do like that idea of like planning out and how am I going to carve out time to see someone? And if I'm dating them, then I want that time with them. And, you know, some people I think are more laid back and chill about it. And whenever it crops up that your schedules work and you see each other, then great. And otherwise, you know, there's not a lot of pressure on it, but I feel like you and I both tend to be people who want a little bit more. And that's hard with someone who is just super chill. 
Yeah. I mean, that's something I'm still working on with myself because I think part of it is insecurity. I'm not going to sit here and say me needing more is all good. You know, cause I think some of it, like everyone wants to feel wanted. Of course, I want someone to be like coming after me and, and pursuing me, but I think maybe I need it a little too much. You know, like, I think there's a happy medium. I have not gotten there yet. Um, you know, I'm just going to be straight. I think some of that comes from my own insecurity and being anxious and, you know, and just being afraid of getting hurt, wanting to know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I have such a hard time with ambiguity and like, I don't know, a lot of that's me. Like you and I have talked about it. Like we have this, we meaning Royal, we have this habit of putting (laughs) it all on the person we're dating. Like, oh, this just isn't the right thing or they're messing up or this is happening. When a lot of times it's probably you, a lot of times it's you, it's your stuff. And like, I'll say right now that's he never did anything wrong in that department. It's just like, I think I need at this point in my life, I am not that chill. I'm just not, I need someone to come after me like, Hey, you want to go out next Tuesday? Lock it down. I can't do the Tuesday morning. Hey, I'm free tonight. Do you want to go? I can't do that. Well, that's kind of also like nodding back to you know, you've typically dated men who have children and I haven't yeah. until recently. And it is just different. Like, cause you know, it's harder when you're dating someone who also has kids in the custody schedule and you've got to plan it out, but to try and date someone who doesn't have kids and has a lot of freedom, who can just be like last minute about things. That's a completely different lifestyle. And that can be really hard to, to make that work in a way where both where like, you feel like you're getting, to be able to plan and anticipate when you're seeing them and that they're able to still like live their life in a very flexible way, which I mean, it's just hard to marry those two things. Yeah, it is. I mean, that might be an incompatibility thing. That's something I'm still like, I I don't know. Part of it is I'm a little bit needy still. Like I am, I have no problem saying that I'm not perfect. And that's an area where I am a little bit insecure, a little bit needy. And I just, I need to know things I just do. And so in that area, yeah, I, I I don't think I did anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong, but that's just like, we're not able to meet each other on that level. And I don't want to feel stressed when I'm dating and I'm yeah. getting stressed. So you and I have like thrown around this whole, like, fuck yes or fuck no thing. And, um, I mean, it can be used for anything in life, but especially for dating. Um, and how does Sean fit in with that? I was so, I was so yes about him. I love it. So Laura sent me an article that she got from a friend of hers, um, where the title was fuck yes or no. And the idea was about dating where the idea is that you're opting in, meaning don't date anybody. You're not just wild about, or that you're not, you don't think is really great. Um, and so I read it and I was like, this is hard, but yeah, I think you're Mm -hmm. right. Um, I mean, not that you, you, I'm trying to figure out how to talk about this. Like, you're not going to know immediately all the time. And there are plenty of times you have that lightning strike and then it fizzles out. Um, but I think the idea being whether it's a slow burn or a lightning strike that you are, you are fuck yes about this person. And maybe it takes you a little bit of time to know that's how you feel. Other times you feel that way from the beginning, but regardless, don't be in a relationship for, with someone for two, three years. And you're just eh about it. I think sometimes it can, you know, be hard to really think through what the difference is between the the yes or the no. And then like, 
I feel like dating apps really do teach you this rule very clearly because we all know that we have matched with someone that we are completely lukewarm about. And we're like, well, eh, I don't know. And you message with them just because you're messaging with them. But you in in the back of your head, you go, no, I'm never going to meet this person or I'm not into this person. I don't really want to date. Like those are your fuck no's. Like, you know that like anytime you are like a lukewarm it's a no. And again, it's that, and the yes, isn't exactly, it's not this lightning strike. It's not like there has to be this immediate magical chemistry, but you know, sitting across from somebody on a first date, like, do I want to get to know this person more? Like, is there a connection here? Is there an attraction here? We've all walked out of dates where, you know, you go on the first date and then you go home and you never speak to them again because they were a fuck no. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. We've all been there. Well, it just like, I think I'd forgotten what that feels like, like for someone that I was just, wow, I definitely want to go on a date with you. I definitely want to see you. I definitely want to talk to you. Like, I remember he got really sick at a certain point um, and we couldn't see each other because it's COVID. Um, But I made some cookies and I was like, I'm going to give you a cookie delivery. And he was like, that sounds great. And I dropped him off. Of course, we had masks on and all that. And (laughs) He was in sweat and sweats, which I still thought he looked so cute. (laughs) Um, But I couldn't help it. I had to give him a hug. I like held my breath and and turned my head away from him. So I didn't breathe in the germs. But I mean, that's how I, that was, that's kind of an example of it. Like I was happy to see him just for that little moment. um, And I felt like I had to hug him. And I remember thinking about that and that's not how I feel about most people. And so it's kind of like reminding me what having real, a real connection with someone really is, or that being open to it. We only dated two months. Like this never got to anything serious by any means. Um, but I, it was the first time in a really long time where I was emotionally open. He was emotionally open. And like, I'm sorry, when two open people meet each other and they're into each other, it's like earthquakes. I feel like. So I was just real happy for that. I was happy to have that experience. It's been a long time since I felt that way and had that much fun. We had a great time. We Mm -hmm. had a lot of really fun nights out. Nothing fancy, just like going, having a beer, um, real simple. We had a great time. So despite all of this and your great connection and all of like the things that you obviously really liked about Sean, um, but you only lasted, like you said, a couple of months, like how does that happen that it can, you know, be such a bright flame so quickly and then just fizzle out. Oh, I I still haven't cracked that puzzle. You know, like I have learned that now if I meet someone and it's like a lightning strike, I mean, that's great, but it doesn't mean much because I think there's two parts to this one. There's the connection, but then the things like compatibility, the facts of how two lives fit together, that stuff all has an impact where you're at in your life. Like, are you just getting back to dating after a long, serious relationship even if you're totally into someone, you're probably not ready for it, no matter what, no matter how you feel about this person. Um, I still don't know how I think about it. Like, I know if he were to text me today and be like, Hey, I want to go get a drink tomorrow. I'd love to see you. I would, I would have a hard time not saying yes. Cause I want to see him. Um, you know, sometimes I think it just doesn't work out because of a lot of different factors. Um, and again, he didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. It just, it just did not go beyond two months. I also think there are things like when you're starting to put a relationship together, you have to be on the same page. You know, the styles have to be similar or at least be able to work together and complement each other. And also 
I think things kick in, like making someone feel wanted, being able to have those relationship skills to build something that's more durable, more than two months, more than the like sparks and the, like the connection and the feeling like thrilled all the time, like beyond the feelings, there has to be like a strong foundation of fact of relationship skills, um, all of those things. And I think that's where a lot, sometimes things fall apart because maybe you're not ready for that. That takes energy. You got to plan for it. You probably are not going to spend as much time on other things that matter to you that maybe depending on where you're at in your life might be more important. Like for me right now, going to therapy, I need to get back on my workouts or things, you know, we talked about, like, I have to take care of my mental health very strongly. And it's actually hard for me to get all of my stuff done. But if I'm in a relationship with someone and that's encroaching on those things that I must do, that's not so great. Um, So I kind of, I've been doing a lot of thinking about that. And I think that all comes together. Like it's got to be the right time. It's got to be the right people. Sometimes you're totally into somebody that you're just not compatible with, or you're compatible with them for a two month whirlwind affair that was really wonderful and fun. Um, You know, and that's just it. That's just what it is. Yeah. And I think that's also the piece of kind of, you know, a maturity when it comes to dating that a lot of people quite honestly just don't have and being able to look at something and go, there are so many great things here and I've given it a chance. I've been open to it. I've been seeing, you know, if it could be something and to be able to acknowledge, like, these are the reasons why it doesn't fit. And it's okay to say that, like, I like this person. I like this human, but the, you know, the, the reality of it, like certain things just don't, don't fit together and that's okay. And again, that's where things can end in a mature way, because, you know, it seems like in the, not that I don't know that he necessarily expressed this to you, but like, clearly like he was into you and liked you, but also I would assume could acknowledge like there were some differences there. And again, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you're coming at it from different places and you kind of just have to, enjoy the time that you did spend with that person. And then like we do here, figure out your takeaways for, you know, what do you want in future relationships that were really good from this experience? Yeah. Cause I mean, he'd never dated a mom before I was very different. He, he is very different from anyone I've ever dated before. I am very different from anyone he's ever dated before. And I think we both kind of knew, like I, I had this thing in the back of my mind. I was like, this is the kind of person I could definitely be in love with. Um, but does he really want to be involved with a mom of two young kids when he's like single, you know, he can go do whatever he wants. You know, you and I have talked about, like, I know I have gotten a lot more flexible about my idea of what love can and should be. Like I've let go of the idea of it's not worthwhile if it's not a lifetime commitment. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we have this like idea of love that if you're not married or if you're not together forever that you failed, I don't think that way anymore. Now I feel like I can be in love with someone or have a meaningful experience with someone. And it could be, I don't know, a month or two, or it could be someone that I maybe would be with for a long time. Maybe it's someone that I would get married to. Maybe it's someone I would never cohabitate with, Mm -hmm. but we're committed to each other and love each other. I've gotten so much more flexible about that. And honestly, I think that allows me, that keeps me from over dating, you know, from dating someone for too long. I'm like, you know what? We reached the end and it's okay. I'm going to let you go because this was really great. Yeah, that's exactly it. Then I feel like we love talking about this, but like the idea of over dating, it's like how long you give something before you give it too much time and it just doesn't work. Um, you know, and now that you've had this experience, cause I, he's probably one of the few men that you've dated that hasn't had children since you 
again, mostly with yeah. the single dads. Um, <laughs> I have a type. I definitely have a type. <laughs> but, you know, did you approach this any differently because he had not dated someone with kids and didn't have kids of his own? Because I know that I've, when I have dated men who didn't have children, I have noticed the difference of those that were fine with me having kids, but hadn't really thought about what it would be like to date a mom versus those who had put a lot of thought into it before they would ever go down the path of even going out with you because they need to really think about is this, you know, for all of the good reasons is, am I okay with this? Can I handle the schedule challenges? And do I like children? Would I want to meet, you know, like the really thinking about it in a real way versus those who are like, you seem cute, whatever. And I'm not going to think about the, the realness of your life. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, that part didn't work. That part for me, he could not have been nicer. He asked about my kids. He expressed like interest and in what, you know, like it wasn't him. It was me. I felt uncomfortable. So I was like, does he really want to hear about mm. this? Does he, you know, and I really did not bring up my kids at all unless he asked not because I was embarrassed about them by any means, but I was just like, does he really want to hear about this? Does I don't know it. if he does. Like my insecurity was in full bloom. Mm-hmm as a mom, you know, I just struggle with that. You're so much better at it than I am. But for me, I, and there's one other person I dated for more than a minute that didn't, well, two other ones. I forgot about one. <laughs> so three total men I've dated, um, for more than a minute that didn't have kids. And I, for two of them, I just, I, I didn't talk about my kids at all. So like me as a mom just didn't exist. You know, and I, I, I don't think it should be like that. I know that I'm just like not confident enough with it. And I still haven't figured out, I don't want to paint with a broad brush and be like, I can't ever have a deep connection with someone who's not a dad, but I haven't made it work yet. I really haven't. And I, I'm just too self-conscious about it. I just feel like if they wanted to have kids, they probably would have by now, you know, they would have chosen that for themselves. Yeah. I mean, I will say now that I've gone to the other side, um, it is nice dating (laughs) someone who has kids because we do get that in a more real way. It's more natural to talk about our children and our parenting situations and co-parenting situations. That's the other thing that someone who does not have children does not understand that delicate balance with your co-parent and that relationship and what it means and how you have to treat it in a special way, because it's, you know, there just, there's a lot of nuance to that. And someone who doesn't have kids just doesn't get it. Um, and someone who does like, now that I'm experiencing that, I'm like, they get it. They know the pain points and they know the, what sometimes you have to do in order to make that relationship function. And they know that kids come first and all of those things. So it is, it is nice dating someone who has that experience. Um, but I will say having seen both sides of it with men who do not have children, it is very different with those who have really put a lot of thought into what it means to date someone with kids. If it's going to be a more serious long-term relationship, because if they've thought about it before they, you know, start dating you and they're okay with it, And I feel like it just becomes more natural. And if they haven't put a lot of thought into it, then there's a lot of roadblocks because all of a sudden they're like, oh, this is new or I hadn't considered this. And it's like, well, there is a lot to consider when you date someone who has children. It's different. Yeah. I mean, I will say in this experience with Sean, I put it all on myself. Like I think part of it, and I I hate it when other people say the last time we went out, which was our like, let's go out one more time, 
you know, cause I love to do that. Let's break up twice. Always. Um, I remember we were sitting there talking. I hate it when other people said this, but we talked about it. You know, our first breakup, we had this really like very open conversation about it. Um, I told him, I said, you're someone that I, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect to meet someone I'd be out with till three in the morning and like want to talk to you all the time and want to be with you all the time. I didn't expect that to happen. And it scared me. It really did. I got freaked out about it. I kind of didn't know what to do with that. You know, I know I'm not ready to get into a serious relationship. And I know knowing what he said going on, he's not ready for it either. And I hate it when people say that. Oh, I was so scared. I hate it. I hate it when people say that. But it was true. It freaked me out. I was like, I could get hurt here. Mm -hmm. I really could. And he handled it really well. So he never hurt me. But this was the thing where I was like, wow, this is a situation where I would actually have skin in the game. Like I, one of my big problems of myself is that I get myself into dead end relationships that I know are never going to go anywhere because then I never invest. Not really. They're not really going to hurt my feelings. Like my pride might get hurt because they broke up with me. It's like, oh, what's wrong with me? But I never really had that deep connection to them. I didn't love them in that deep way. And I keep myself out of that possibility. And I realized this was a situation where I was like, oh, this is real. This is a real thing. And it freaked me out. And I'm not ready for it. I mean, I, I'm being honest. I'm not ready for that right now. But, um, and when it's right, it's right. You know, and it just works. Um, but I thought that was interesting too. And it was nice having an open conversation with him about it. He was emotional about it too. I was like, wow, this is so different. Yeah. It's so like different. A, and it's so like nice. Real person. You can have a real <laughs> open yeah. conversation. Well, what a I'm new just, idea. Well, I'm just sad you never met him in person. Cause like, I'm not kidding. He is just as hot as those pictures. <laughs> so attractive. <laughs> if he ever listens to this, just know, I know you are very, a very humble man. And I don't think <laughs> you know this, Sean, but you are a very attractive man piece. FYI, in other, in many ways, not just physically, but also as a person. But you are also very easy on the eyes. FYI, nice. We all know. Okay, so this story originally premiered back in February 2022, and now we're looking back on this story as a part of Second Chance Summer. Um, Heather, you said that Sean was a uh, you know a big turning point for you in your dating. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that means to you, or why you think he kind of filled that role? He really was. He, Sean showed me how I wanted to feel and he was such a genuine, open, kind, nice person. He was one of the first men I met that I actually admired and had qualities I wanted to be more like. It's very rare for that to happen in my life. And I, maybe that's actually rare for a lot of people to meet someone. They're like, wow, I want to be more like you. I really admire these things about you. And he was like that. And so I, that was the first time that happened to me in quite a long time. I really appreciated that he showed me really clearly <laughs> that the shenanigans that some people play were really not for me anymore. Mm -hmm. I had zero interest in going backwards after that point. I really didn't ever look back after that. I actually met boyfriend just a few months later after that. And Sean actually inspired me to cut it off with a few other toxic relationships that I had in my life at that time. He really just opened my eyes in a lot of ways, even though Sean and I were just a whirlwind romance. It was only like two months or something. It was not long at all. 
it actually showed me a lot about what was out there and that that's what I wanted. And I didn't want to go backwards. Um, I think it's interesting that we have these little like relationships that could be blips, but then they end up turning into, you know, having playing really important roles in our story. And it's funny. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. You know, there's just so much I had to learn. And I, yeah, I mean, you and I both have these things where they really weren't significant relationships, but they were, they were significant lessons, you know, maybe instead Mm -hmm. of a significant relationship, it was a significant lesson. Cause I, he just totally changed me. It was like taking a pill and, and I was totally changed after that. I just, you know, it didn't work out for he and I, for a lot of reasons that were discussed in the episode. And in the end we weren't compatible, but just the, the act of dating someone who was so good and kind and wonderful. And we had such a good connection and it was real with no game playing. That was a new experience for me. And it's great. (laughs) Once you get that, I can't imagine like wanting to go back to like the BS that most people go through. I think it's great too, that you could take that experience, but you know, Again, it wasn't meant to be more. You weren't meant to be more that you can take this really like great kind person that you had a great connection with and you had a lot of fun with and everybody's okay with it not being more than what it needed to be. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I think a lesson you and I talked about during dark days. So even during dark days, we saw it that a relationship doesn't have to be marriage. It doesn't have to be long-term to be significant. Like mm-hmm. it really doesn't. And we, we, you and I have both met a few people that have done that for us. And I'm really thankful for it. And I thought it was interesting that we used to talk a lot about whether men had kids or not, what their careers were like, where they lived, all of these kind of like biographical information about them. And at a certain point, we kind of just quit focusing on the, those details. Yeah, I I have noticed that through the second chance summer series we've been doing as I've been listening to things. I noticed that like we used to bring that up a lot like, oh, well, I think I want to date someone with kids. I think I want to date someone without kids. I think I want to date someone who lives nearby. I want to think about what kind of career they have. And we used to talk about that a lot. And I, I, I think I was on an expedition to figure out what worked for me. And subconsciously, I think I did have a checklist. I thought there was a formula to it. I thought there was a certain kind of person mm-hmm. that would work for me. And it turns out when it's the right person, those superficial things actually get figured out. I mean, look at you, you're, you're dating probably the exact opposite <laughs> of what yeah. you thought you were looking for mm-hmm. in the beginning. And I think for me at a certain point, I just started to trust myself more. I stopped trying to find a secret formula. And I, now I don't think love really has a formula aside from the basics of trust, stability, and emotional connection. I just, I noticed that in listening to those episodes, we talk about that a lot. Like whether they had kids, like the whole like biography of who they were, like it mattered. And now I don't know that it does to as much as we used to think it did anyway. Yeah, it's definitely shifted to just who they are, what type of person they are as far as that connection and, you know, the things that you look for in an actual meaningful relationship rather than like what their zip code is. Well, I also think something else I noticed in listening to these stories and Sean showed this to me, I think you and I also at a certain point started prioritizing whether they were a good, kind, genuine person that Mm -hmm. started to become like a number one thing. Whereas in the past, I think we thought more about like, is there chemistry? Is there like things that like now looking back, I'm like, wow, that was really superficial. And now, like I would say something that is, I'm like, part of why I love boyfriends, like he's such a good person. 
He really is. And there are qualities to his character that I just find so attractive. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I thought about that as much at the beginning. Like to me, it's number one. Are you a good person that I want to be more like? That's like my number one attraction quality now. So I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. And I noticed that. Yeah, that definitely was not my, my early days focus at all or nothing. It wasn't anything that I really spent a lot of time thinking about. And I think that's also when you just, you notice that shift when you do become more open because you're less focused and you're matching with people who don't fit into this ideal or whatever. And you kind of just unconsciously allowed yourself to be more open to different experiences and different people. Yeah, I think so too. I agree. So do you think you would have gone out with Sean now today? I would have definitely gone out on a few dates with him because a smoke show, that was not a lie. Laura will agree. <laughs> yeah, Not mm-hmm. a lie. Yeah. My one regret is you never met him. Cause I think he would have been like, Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think that's how that would have gone. Um, you know, and, and as it laid out, we only dated for a couple months, but now I suspect maybe if we would have met today, it probably would have only lasted a couple dates. And I bet we would have gone to friend territory really quickly because now I've become that person who has a direct conversation about compatibility and what we're looking for. I think, I do think I handled the Sean situation mostly well. It was a good experience and I don't mm-hmm. think I was a disaster in the way I handled it at all. He's a really good person, but at the time he wasn't in the place for a real deep relationship. And that was obvious from the beginning. And there were some facts of the matter that were definitely incompatible. He was not someone that ever wanted to settle down. And I think I I am someone that wants to settle down at a certain point, you know, and they're just lifestyle things that were not compatible. And now I would have, you know, I would have paid attention to that and they were there. He wasn't hiding it. Like we both knew it was there. And now I would have just said, you know, I don't think, I don't think this is going to work as a real relationship, but I would love to be your friend or I would love to like get to know you a little bit, or we'll just say, this was great to meet you and move on, but we wouldn't have gone more mm-hmm. than a couple dates. I don't think, cause it, it was very obvious that this was not going to be a long-term thing. I'm saying, I think it's great. I'm very attracted to free spirits and I think you are too. And they're the hardest ones to date because they're, they're not going to, to stay in one place for very long and they're going to maybe be more nomadic or live just this different lifestyle. There was that one guy, we didn't do an episode about him and I just went on one date with him and he was so interesting and he, you know, would go on these epic road trips and just had this really cool life. And I'm like, and he was such a nice person, but I knew immediately on that date, I'm like, our lives could not be different. So while all of these qualities in you that I find so attractive also make you incredibly undateable for me, because it just doesn't work. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think you just said that even better than I could, that he was such a free spirit and at the same time, such a good, deep, thoughtful, empathetic Mm -hmm. person. And that's why I connected to him so well. But yeah, he's a free spirit. He wants to live in a studio apartment, spend his money on tattoos, travel the world. And that sounds great, but that is not at all my life. Yeah. Like not even a little bit. So there's really not a runway there in a real way. And he also just because of where he was at in his life, wasn't in a place to give a ton to others, you know, beyond casual, Mm -hmm. but again, he was mega hot. So of course I would have gone out with him at least a couple of times. But, (laughs) but I, I don't think I would have entertained, I mean, kind of like what you've said in some other situations where you kind of live in fantasy land a little bit Mm -hmm. instead of being real with yourself. And I think I've gotten a lot better about that of when you know the truth of a situation 
you know, you need to act on that and stop pretending it's different than what it is. And I think I was kind of living in fantasy land a little bit, just a little. It's a nice little land to be in for a little while. I think sometimes also we think that we have it in us to be a little bit more casual. And for me personally, like while I have gone through times where I'm like, oh, I could just casually date. I can't, I'm not made that way. Like for, so for me personally, I would have been like, oh, that's great. He just wants casual, but he's so nice. And we connect so well, I could do that. But no, I would be like planning our lives to get like, I just can't stay in that casual space. Um, so if, if that's something that you could do, then yeah, potentially you guys could have dated for a little bit longer, as long as you were okay with it, just being that, but it definitely was never going to be more. I was way too attracted to him. For us, to, for that to have worked, and I knew it, and he knew it. Like the, it was just the amount of time we dated was the max, right there. Yeah, and you mentioned um, in the episode that you have this immediate lightning strike connection with Sean. What do you think that was all about? Because that's not like a super common thing to have happen. No, I've only had it happen a few times, and really twice, I would say that was lightning strike you know, where you go on a date and it's like an epic, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think I said in the episode, Sean's on my first date was something like 12 hours or something. It yeah, was, that was insane. I, le- I left the date at 3 a.m. And there was no, there were no shenanigans. That was straight up hanging out. I don't think we even ate food, <laughs> you know? So for me, like I've gotten to a place where I feel like if there's a lightning strike connection, sometimes that means it's definitely not going to last. And for me, when I feel that with someone it's because they remind me of something and usually they remind me of my toxic past Mm. you know like they get all the way in there or we have some sort of um shared traumatic experience which creates this instant feeling like it's really a lie because whenever you meet someone where they have like a shared trauma or something that is similar to something you've gone through you immediately think they know you or or that you know them but the Mm -hmm. reality is that's not true that's a mirage And also that can tend to mean they're tough to date because they have issues. And I know I'm tough to date because I have issues and that just doesn't usually work out. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely been the case for me. I'm not saying that's how it is with everyone, but that's how it's been for me. And it is definitely a pattern for me. I've done a lot of thinking about it. And, you know, I had this immediate connection with Sean, the smoke show, Carson, the conundrum. And in both those cases, I think we saw each other because we've been through similar traumas. And again, it doesn't mean it's going to be a good relationship. Um, And I think I've gotten to a place where I can acknowledge and just say the truth. If it's not healthy, it's not good. And if you like feel an instant connection with someone, but it's kind of toxic or kind of unhealthy or it's not really working, that's not good. And you shouldn't do it. And I think that applies here. I'm really aware of this pattern now, so I can spot it. And I, I think I do deal with it better now. Yeah, I think it's good to understand those past interactions and so yeah you know kind of what's happening there because I've noticed that too when you when you've had those dates we're like oh we had so much you know our our histories are so similar and we I'm like oh I know you kind of get stressed about it because you know what that means yeah yeah and but you feel like a little bit of a I think for a lot of people when that happens you feel like well I gotta explore this because it doesn't happen every day Mm -hmm. but you know it could go one of two ways you're there is the love of your life or it's going to end in ball of flames I will say as proof of the pudding you know Logan and I didn't I wouldn't say had a super lightning strike connection but we there was definitely a lot of chemistry definitely saw each other because we had some shared traumatic experiences as well and here's the proof of the pudding as soon as it wasn't going well, I called it off. 
mm-hmm. you know? So I think that really does show that I, I grew and I didn't really, once I figured everything out, I could walk away and have no bad feelings about it. So there you go. People can grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think part, yeah. It's the whole process of understanding yourself and what you're doing so that you can be more aware when you find yourself in those situations. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think about when you re-listen to this episode today? I had a lot of thoughts. One, I was like, oh, that was a nice time in my life. That that was a nice relationship. And I'm glad that I had that experience. I'm glad I met him. I don't pick up dates as friends anymore. I stopped Mm -hmm. doing that. So he and I don't talk. You know, we actually have exchanged texts once or twice, you know, since then, like things like we had a bar that we used to love to go to and it shut down. So he actually sent me a note. I was like, oh, I saw that it shut down. So sad. We had some really good times there. And like, yeah, we did. And that was it. (laughs) You know, just like really sweet, nice interactions. So I'm really thankful I had that. I do think I built him up. I put him on a pedestal. Like there have been a couple of times you and I have put men on a pedestal and Mm -hmm. then we re-listen to the episode. I'm like, "Mm, he wasn't that great. No. So I also had that reaction. So I had a lot of thoughts. I have nothing but positive feelings though. I have nothing but positive feelings. Looking back on that connection, he was nothing but kind, nice and empathetic and honest with me at all times. So friendly, so genuine, no pretense. And that's really rare. So I'm glad we met. And I'm glad that we were in each other's life for a brief period of time. He really did make a positive impact on me. So I have nothing but good feelings about it. And I I hope he's doing well wherever he's at now. Yeah, he definitely seemed like a nice human. And I think that, as we know, with dating can be hard, hard to come across. And so I think it is nice that you both had this really positive interaction. I think at junctures where like, I think he needed something positive and good in his life based on some things that you had shared. So um, I think, you know, that sometimes is like the, the best case scenario to come out of, out of a dating situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if I were to take a guess, I feel like he'd say a lot of the same things about me. So it's good. I feel good about it. I really do. To be honest, I think that's one of the short-term relationships that I had that were really pretty healthy. Like there, were, there was a reason we didn't work, but I'm not going to say it was unhealthy. It was a mm-hmm. good experience in, all, in, in just about all ways. Nice. That's good. Good. All right, y'all. Well, we're going to see you next week. Still thirsty? You can get bonus content by subscribing to The Thirst Trap on Spotify or Apple or shop Thirsty Gear at thirstythepodcast.com. And don't forget to share this show with your community. Rate, review, and follow us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Mm